Hello everybody, it's time for episode 24 of Tube Show. I'm Eli Silverman. Here's the other host, it's Paul Gannon. Ah, hello, welcome to Cheap Show episode 24. Hello, welcome. How are you? I'm good. So, uh, the live show was the last episode. I'm just going to apologise again for the sound quality of that. Listen to our smooth, smooth sound this week. I just don't know what the logic is of building an inflatable stage kind of tent area to have, you know, performances on. And then putting the stage right at the end of the inflatable tent area that has the fan. So... The air conditioning fan. Yeah. No, the fan that pumps the, the inflatable tent up. Oh, the, 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 the actual thing that keeps it all inflated. Yeah. That was right next to the stage. So you're on stage talking. All you hear in the background is... Hum, wom, 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 wom. <laughs> you know, it's just... It's distracting. And so when we're recording it, you can hear our voices. And in the background, you're just hearing the... Wom, 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 wom. Not even drum and bass. Wob, wob, wob. It's not the... Wob, wob. That's dubstep. Is it dubstep? Yeah. I'm not au fait with the latest No, well, you seem to be able to make the bloody noise. Wow, wow. Also, another question. Yeah. Why couldn't they have people with the technical know-how to plug the mics directly into our recording device, thereby... I think the problem there is ...alleviating the the technical issues. I think it was the desk, actually. I don't think it had the proper out to record into a separate out external source. Also, the microphones are set up so the gain, or or whatever it's called, was... Makes me mad. Either way, it wasn't... it wasn't great because, for instance, if you did a joke on the microphone and, you know, it was a good joke, uh, the sound would cut out the minute your voice stopped speaking oh, so yeah. you wouldn't hear the laughter in the crowd. That's never good. So it would just be you going, and that's why she didn't fall down. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it would sound weird. Yeah. It's just got that weird cut off on the Anyway, on the let's just cut this short and apologise again for the sound in episode 23. Uh, I'm not all that bothered, but it's, it's worth pointing out, I think, at least. But we're back here in the studio studio for another extremely smooth and well-produced episode of Cheap Show. Of Cheap Show. So uh, we've got a uh, look-in magazine special today, kind of. I say look-in special, it's just, it's just the topic we've chosen, or I chose. You've chosen. Yeah. You've I, foisted on me. So we're going to be looking at the old look-in magazines of the past. We've got, uh, what else we've got? Um, Price of Shite. Um, and what I thought we'd also look at as well. It's just to start off. Yeah. You know what? Actually, no. You've got to tell us from the dance floor. Let's get that out of the way. Tales from the dance floor. Floor, 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 floor. Thank you, Paul. Floor. Yeah. Yes. Floor. Finished? Yeah. So. Floor. <laughs> don't start doing this. Oh, I saw No one. All right. No one finds that amusing. I did. You find it amusing. Yeah. Have you stopped now? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, it's, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Don't say floor again. Hmm. So- <laughs> I want to say it's so bad. <laughs> I want to say it's so bad. And I just don't know if I should. You shouldn't. Okay. You know what? I'll book convention and I won't do it. I promise. I'm going to get. I'm going to go and get a sip for my coffee, okay. which will give you the beginning you need okay. to get going without me interrupting I'll get you. Going. All right. So. Floor! <laughs> so, uh, yes, here is uh, another in my uh, infrequent uh, series of Tales from the Dance Floor. Um, little stories I like to tell about the, uh, the things that happen. When I'm DJing in the club. Confessions of a DJ. Uh, so, I've had to, quite a lot of negative vibes off people <laughs> uh, recently. Really? Because yes. you don't put out negative vibes when I you're on stage I, with your arms crossed. I don't have my arms crossed. You look miserable, though. No, I don't. You do. Every time I walk in and you're DJing and you've been there a while, you look p- 
pissed off. Anyway, so I'm there the other day. Yeah. It's everyone, all the staff have commented on the lovely atmosphere that night. You know, atmospheres change. Yeah, from night to night, depending from night on, to night, the, depending on the clientele and, yeah. and everything. And everyone had noticed everyone was having a really lovely time. Yeah. Dancing. Dancing. Jumping around. Drinking and chatting merrily. Drinking and chatting. Yeah, it was yeah. all very nice. And Good. then right at the end of the night, like literally sort of 10 minutes to go, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm preparing an, uh, the next record. Uh-huh. This guy kind of ducks into the booth, arms crossed. He's like, this tune's a bit shit. What's the next tune? Right. What's the next tune? And I'm like, the next tune is fuck off. Oh, <laughs> I didn't say that. Great. I didn't oh, say you didn't. that. Of course I didn't say In that. In my head. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, what positive thing does he hope is going to come of that? You know, it's just coming the- up to some guy who's doing his job and just going, you're shit. This is shit. It's a very rude it's just negative. introduction. It's extremely negative. Yeah. What's the next tune? As if I'm going to go, oh, sorry, Mr. Punter, sir. Oh, yes, for you, I will produce the tune. Do you like this tune? Please, please. say you like the tune. Oh, please. Oh, please, do you like this? I oh. know this tune was bad. I need spanking because it was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. I'm so bad at my job, Mr. Punter man. Fuck you, you beaded suburban twaspot. Oh, twaspot. Anyway, just wanted to get that out there. Oh, the next tune and I just so what looked, did you do I just went yeah the next tune's disco he probably won't like that either and he went disco how old was he was he like a millennial mid 20s twat fucking twat <laughs> yeah fucking oh, oh yes I'm in my 20s and I've seen everything yeah. I've heard everything I know everything he probably I think just just from a deduction I'd say that he'd probably just been rejected by a young lady on the dance floor oh uh, this is one of these uh, I need like when a cat is embarrassed what it'll do instantly is it'll groom itself Yes. Did you know this? When a cat is attacked and it, you know, loses the fight or it embarks, I've seen that. Cats they do will that, go, don't they? I fell off a chair. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm cool, Ooh, me. I look, look, good. I look it, shiny. It's the equivalent to the Fonz, like combing his hair yeah. after being rejected. Yeah. Right. So I'm he guessing, does, that, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He, they cat all lick themselves. They go look. I still can put spit all over me. Yeah. So basically, him going up to you to assert some dominance over the music was his grooming moment to kind of yeah. get back whatever self-respect he thinks he has in his head. That's the story that I sort of uh, produce in yeah. my head because I can't see why he's so negative. It's just like, well, what do you, what magical thing is going to happen from you just coming over and dissing me? Basically? Does he think maybe he's going to just suddenly go, you should play that tune, mate, and make this house rock like a fucking hurricane? No, but he didn't have. I said, that's what I said because I was kind of a bit irked by his whole attitude. Oh, and quite rightly. Uh, I sort of went, have you got a request? Like, you know what I mean? Usually how this works is if you, you know, you ask for something and then I tell you, no, I don't have it. But, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Anyway, fuck you, you fucker. Did he go quietly? It was just a bit of a standoff with me going, yeah, I'm going to play another tune. Is there a musical equivalent of a Mexican standoff? (laughs) Is there, I don't know, Tchaikovsky standoff? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. What other way? I don't know. It's just a, just a musician. A, I no, a Mexican standoff is a metaphor that can work in lots of different areas. It doesn't have to be an actual sort of Wild West thing where you've got your hand over your gun. Right. But there was no, there was no moment here where he thought you were going to give and cave into his demands. I don't know what he wanted me to give. What, did I just stop the record? Sorry, get on the mic. Sorry, this prick Mr. Here. Smith here of Milton Keynes has said, this tune's a bit whack. And What's I'm- the next one? <laughs> well, here's the next one, Mr. Smith. It's wham, you oh, prick. I bet he'd like that as well. Anyway, and then... Yeah. Uh, last night... Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a strange sound. <laughs> so, this is just typical of the kind of weird passive aggressiveness <laughs> yeah. that people that people bring to the arena of right. asking DJs to play records. So, yeah. this guy comes over, 
again, a man, you know, a young man, probably uh-huh. in his twenties. Um, and he goes, first of all, first of all, can I just say, great, great, doing a great job, doing nice. a brilliant job, brilliant, excellent, excellent DJing skills. He says, to you're me. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, here, 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 here we go. go, here, here we, go. we go. Where's the catch? Yeah. <laughs> so he goes, can you play Edwin Starr War? Okay, that's not a, a completely out of bounds it's a suggestion. Like. It's a tune yeah. I like. And I said, no, sorry, mate. I do not possess that tune. Which is, you know, you can only do so much. Yes. You can only bring with you so much on the day. You know, because I play vinyls. Yeah. And there is a limit to how many vinyls you can bring. Yes, physically for you. And then he turned. He turned. He, he did? Yeah. What? After like telling Jacqueline me I'm a Hyde. great DJ yeah. and requesting, I said, I don't have it. He goes, what? You don't have Edwin Starr's War? You play funk and soul and you don't have that? What? Is it one of the fucking Ten Commandments of funk and soul? I must have that record, <laughs> douchebag. You know, in fact, it probably wouldn't work. You know, it's a good song. Works on the radio. It's yeah. not that dancey, is it? Not really, no. It's not that not that sort of sh- floor shaking, not is really, it? Not really, no. Just fucking think about it, mate, before you make these accusations about me right. you know come over here try and butter me up first and then fucking bum me <laughs> no wait well, that was a stretch so to speak no hang on well he does he butters it up and then he goes yeah you're shit <laughs> <laughs> doesn't he <laughs> that's dark and the thing is you know what that reminds you of it's like when a guy goes up to a woman and goes you're really really pretty aren't you really do you want a drink and she'll go oh, I'm alright for a drink goes, you're a slag yeah exactly you're a whore you exactly what's wrong with me it's like that it obviously is like that. it's not as not as bad as that no not as bad as that it's a similar thing it's musical misogyny it's a it's a similar (laughs) it's a similar dynamic isn't it it's a similar behaviour pattern because I didn't get what I wanted anyway so that's my second tale did you actually say this to him or did you say and then just turn away awkwardly and ignore him yeah basically no I just went look I haven't got I can't just I can't produce it I haven't got some kind of future 3D printing robot machine that will just produce it out of thin air no also known as the internet you know what I mean yeah anyhow what he did and he did the classic I do have it on my iPod oh of oh, course yeah. because, plug your iPod oh, I'd in. love to listen to your, to your compressed MP3 yeah, quality your bloody 60 fucking 60 everything I've learned about music I learned from a compendium download from iTunes he'll probably have an advert from Spotify coming yeah. on in a and then he'd probably get a call yeah he'll go your girlfriend calling or something like that it'll be like you're in there everyone's you know awkwardly dancing to war din din huh what is it good for? Diddle doo diddle doo diddle doo doo Exactly. Mother? Yeah. Mother? <laughs> yeah. I'm at a nightclub. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I've made a friend with a DJ <laughs> yeah. and he doesn't like me because I've forced him to put my phone on with Edwin Starr. <laughs> and never met a girl like you before. No, that's the wrong Edwin. I'm confused. Mother. Good God. So that was your Tells from Dance No, ball. there is another one. Should we say that till next week, though? No, I'll quickly just put it oh, in God. here. Oh, God, it's the same story. Someone comes up to you, here's my request, you say no. It does have that basic form, Yeah, but it's an, it's a, I just want to just... Uh, all just right, me... all right, go on. Also, last night, this guy came up and um, he said, do you have a playlist? <laughs> do... a, a playlist, as in like a pre-planned, organised Yeah, do you of... have a list of everything you've got? And I'm like, mm, no. I'm no. Like, like, no, I'm, I'm playing vinyls, you know. He goes, oh yeah, no, I know, I've got, I love vinyls. Oh yeah, vinyls are great. Yeah, my dad has uh, original Beatles records. It's oh. like, why can't people get it through their stupid fucking head? The Beatles are one of the biggest selling acts of all time. Yeah, your dad's Beatles records are worth exactly <laughs> jack shit. 
Do you know what I mean? Oh, wow. He, he liked the Beatles, did he? Wow. What did a you fucking renegade. Well, he bought a repressing in 1978 of a, of a soul. Yeah, you know That's what I mean? worth a lot, that. Yeah, it's not worth jack shit, you idiot. Anyway. Is it signed, is it signed by Top Price? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got a barcode on it. Yeah. Fucking hell. Anyway. Yeah. And then he's like, he keeps pressing me for this sort of list. Yeah. The list, like, I've got a whole list of every record I've owned. And f- for what and purpose? Because he starts his conversation by going, oh, can I make a request? And so I, right. in my, you know... Wisdom. <laughs> think he, he has a tune in mind. That's right. what usually what happens, isn't it? Uh, you know, it varies, but yeah. If you're going to make a request, you have a request. Can you, you make faster? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so... <laughs> yeah. I, I go, no, I don't have a list. And he's like, well, maybe some Beatles. Hang on, did you say it like this? Did you say, no, I don't have a list? Or did it come out as, no, I don't have a list. No, I just went, look, I've got vinyls. And then he tells a story about his dad's Beatles. Is, anyway. Yeah. And so, but he was quite, you know, this guy wasn't moody. He was in a, you okay. know, he was like, if you can play some Beatles, that'd be great. So, you right. know, it was fine. It was a nice, it was a positive encounter. Right. But I just think it demonstrates, you know, with all of the technology we have today, yeah. people have this sort of entitlement. To curate, they everyone curates their own, you know, uh, media sphere, don't they? They yeah. they make their own playlists and they have their know. own channels of where they watch this, that, and the other. Exactly. You know, so YouTube they kind of ex- or... they can't deal with someone else making the decisions for them nope. in a club. They need he, he he literally had to he, he, he didn't have some a request. Input. He he just wanted to have some input into you know the what night I mean? into the into yeah. the vibe of the night. It gets me. It's to like, walk away. And you go, know, it's not like I want to hear that tune because that's my favourite tune. I want him to play that my tune, that tune. Because like, I just want to have some kind of interactive thing going on with you. You know. And you think what happens is his song finally gets played and everyone goes oh, and the mood changes in the club. And he goes, "Who's recommended yeah, that?" Exactly. And he goes, "That was me yeah. who asked for Lady yeah. Madonna by yeah. the Beatles. That was me." I changed the vibe of this night. Come back to my place. We will have a sobbing contest. Anyway, that is the end of my extended and slightly touchy Tales from the Dance Floor. More of the same next time. Thank you. Right. So, people may know who listened to the Cheap Show podcast. People may know who listened to the Cheap Show podcast. I haven't finished the sentence yet. Just... Try that again. No, there's nothing wrong with it. You just didn't let me finish the fucking sentence. Like, it grammatically like makes like sense. What like you do sometimes when you when you say floor, floor, floor. What do you mean floor? Floor. What are you talking about? When you said Taz from the dance floor, 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 and then you wouldn't let me start. <laughs> oh yeah, fair point. <laughs> uh, now I forgot my point. Yeah, just start again. All right. So those who listen to the podcast, the Cheap Show podcast, this very podcast, may be aware that Eli and I help out on a YouTube channel called Barshans. And Barshans is a joint entertainment channel on YouTube, hosted by Barry Lewis from a channel called My Virgin Kitchen and Stuart Ashen, who has a channel called Ashens, on his YouTube channel. And they got together for a mega channel called Barshans. Now it's a supergroup channel. It's the it's the um, Led Zeppelin of thank YouTube you. channels. I was trying to think of a reference, and I'm glad you got it. Thank you. Uh, I wouldn't have thought of anything. I would have thought of Stars on Forty Five Remix or something. Not that, the best. That, they weren't a group. No, they were just session players. That's a weird thing. Yeah, it was. Um, anyway, uh, we help out on that. I, Eli's sometimes in it, and I produce it. And as a result, we've got a little bit of uh, a tiny smidgen of uh, a following from that audience to this. Okay? And we welcome that smidgen. And we welcome it. We appreciate that maybe we're a bit too rude for the average Boshans audience. Maybe a bit too risque with Ooh. our fruity language. Get used to it. Bosoms. Granddad. Yeah, get with it, daddy-o. Heaving buzz buzz. <laughs> Heaving clout. Um, <laughs> clout. <laughs> that was a northern expression for a lady's part. A clout. A clout. Oh, that's disgusting. I rammed it up a clout. Oh. oh. Gross. Anyway, 
The point being is that Eli's she had now... the right chubby clout. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh dear. Oh. Anyway, I was going to say, yeah, so what happens now is Eli has appeared in some of these videos, mostly in the cosplay, the poor man's cosplay. Yes. Right. And I, uh, I model the poor man's cosplay. Yeah. The idea being is that for a budget of simple pounds, you can recreate any kind of uh, cosplay for, you know, a Comic Con. And you've done the Stormtrooper in the past. Stormtrooper was good. Uh, you did Where's Wally. Where's Wally. We've got um, a few coming up, which we won't spoil here. Okay. But we've got a few others coming up, haven't we, of that. Um, uh, what's nice, though, is now that I read the comments, uh, just how many talk about you. Oh, really? So do you want me to read a few of the comments out about sure. this? Uh, right, okay. So um, let me just scroll down and see what we can find off. So this, these comments are coming from the uh, Where's Wally cosplay video. First of all, first comment by a guy called Ian Lucas. The comment says, Eli deserves a raise, putting up with you, pair of loonies. Fair enough. Yeah. You know, you are a, a, a bit debased. When you say a raise, y- yeah. something. Well, yeah, because that's what I put underneath. I put a comment saying, Eli gets exactly what he deserves, nothing. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that. Test, I can't pronounce this. It's test aja, test aja, T-E-S-T-A-A-J-A. Aja. Anyway, uh, they've simply put the phrase, more Eli, he's the coolest. That's fucking right. You're not, though. Well, uh, you're not cool. I am. We've had this discussion before. No, we haven't. We have. Out of us two, which one's the coolest? Me. No. Come on. How are you cool? Just by being who I am, man. Uh, Explain me. Give me three qualities that you have that express how cool you are. Three qualities that you think suggest how cool you are. Well, if you have to describe it, then you ain't got it, baby. For idiots like me, give me three examples that you think that build up your character, that make you cool. I would argue, if you can't think of any, which obviously you're Can struggling. you think of anything that makes you cool? Yeah. Come on, then. My hip style. Bullshit. My trendy hip style. That's one. That's not true. Two, my devil-may-care attitude. You do not have a devil-may-care attitude. I do. I am anxiety-ridden, worrying attitude. Same difference. Devil-may-care, <laughs> anxiety, same difference. No, and three, I'm hung like a fucking big dick thing. Oh, you've got, a, you've got a, a, an argument-winning dick, do Yeah. You? Compared to yours, when you flop it out and it looks like someone's put a matchstick on the table, me, when I get mine out, it's like someone's... Just get it right. Who's brought a bag of draft excluders? <laughs> Get it right. If I put it on the table, it looks like some kind of prehistoric bird beak. <laughs> <laughs> Resting on, a, on on two hacky sacks. On two olden hacky sacks. Um, Michael Vaughan said on this channel, if he doesn't already, Eli will probably soon have his own YouTube account. Don't know what he'd do, but it would be fascinating. Um, and I wrote back, judging by my work history with Eli, I doubt he'll be asked to do anything on YouTube. I can barely get him to turn up to our podcast. Well, here I am. Yeah. Turned up to your podcast. And I don't want to give too much away. Yeah, but there's something uh, I can't really say too much for contractual reasons. What about what in general? Give me a hint. Oh, you I... know, l- l- along the lines of uh, what that guy was talking about. Oh, I see. Spoilers for a future Barshans episode. Not a Barshans episode. No, this isn't. An actual oh, I channel. know what you mean. Shut up. That doesn't count. It's just a cheap gag. Um, <laughs> he looks like. He's dressed up as someone from a Dr. Seuss book. I get that, because it's a bit of a weird character. Uh, Asriel Darko says, Sexy Eli, someone needs to start a fan club. Yeah, is that a lady? I hope so. There's no guarantees. Is it a lady? Do you want me to check out the profile? Yeah. I'm opening another link. I'm opening my fly. Uh, no, he's a, he's, a, uh... he's a hard rocker, and nearly every video on his playlist involves, like, bloodstained heavy rock. Yeah. See, cool. 
Yeah? yeah. Cool. Okay, get with it. Eli needs a raise, then someone else put underneath it. No, he's just short, that's all. Ah, <laughs> I Sam- tire. Sampler 19. Is Eli alright? That tape looked pretty tight, like interrupting the blood flow tight. Was it in the, in the Waldo thing, was it? It was tight? quite interrupting the blood flow tight, yeah. Yeah? Where, where specifically? To, to the arms. Right. Grant says, Eli kind of reminds me of Manny from Black Books. Who, which is whose character? Uh, Bill Bailey's character. Yeah, I've had that before. Actually, you are a bit of a cross between Bill Bailey's character and Irish comedian who's in that show. What's his name? Dermot? No. Who's the guy in Black Books? Dylan Moran. Dylan Moran. Yeah, you look like him as well. A cross between him and Dylan Moran. And Bill Bailey. And Bill Bailey. This yeah. is all This is all great. That isn't Wally. He looks like Bob Hoskins as Smee from Hook. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's not a bad one. I'm going to quote that. Yeah? Someone said Eli would look great as a poor man's My Little Pony. <laughs> Mate, now they're getting pervy. That's obviously no, a it brony, a bit, isn't it? Yeah, it's a He's little a bit. He's a dirty brony and he wants to see me in trestles. <laughs> uh, someone called Gier Arrow says, Oh man, that dwarf is so adorable. I want to sing songs like in the Hobbit movies. <laughs> Whoa. I don't like this bottom half of the internet stuff. Oh, it's... I love it. Uh, what else? There's another one in here somewhere. That dwarf. How dare he? <laughs> That's not only insulting to me, it's insulting to actual dwarfs. Okay? Yeah, well, you know, you're in the same... What? Bring pool. Here's one. Accept no substitutions simply says British Danny DeVito. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are a bit like Frank. You're grotty. Yeah. And you fucking eat cat food this out is of all, This is my ego. I'm not going to be able to leave the room. My head is ex- expanded so much. Uh, some guy says, bless that man for putting up with this for our amusement. You should congratulate him on his amazing moustache. Mate, everything. Make a copy of this and I'll, uh, you know, take it to my next job interview. Really? You're going to read out YouTube comments as proof of your acting <laughs> capabilities? Okay, here's someone. Here's someone's put a bit of effort into this one. It's a bit of a rambling story, but One Life Zero Continues says, Behind the scenes, Eli once rescued Stuart after a unreleased Poundland special went horribly wrong and the ritualistic burning of Tat was considered a blood sacrifice that brought back the eldritch known only as Kimmy into our world. Stuart was driven mad and sat gibbering on the floor whilst Kimmy lay waste to Norwich, stopped only by Eli and his fantastic hair. Stuart could only pay Eli back in the only way he knew how, by including him in his videos. Being such a chill guy, Eli is happy to be Stuart's butt monkey. <laughs> as he knows, he only has to mention the name Kimmy and Stuart it will fall to pieces. What? That's in my head canon anyway. That's the equivalent of shipping. That's like some fanfic fucking shit. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it? You've become part of internet fan fiction. To be fair, I've seen stories go much worse where it's like, and then Eli takes Stuart in his no, mouth. No, he doesn't. No, I've not seen it, but I can imagine it would be like... And then, well, you can imagine it? What, while you're lying there alone at night, you yeah, imagine it? rubbing my fucking That's not trumpet. fanfic. What? Is that... What a weird convoluted fantasy that is what calm down <laughs> you lying there thinking about someone else writing dirty stories about me and Stuart it's, it's protracted and very meta but it still works All I right. sit there rubbing my meat trumpet as I'm thinking about meat you meat trumpet Are you crying on. and being cradled by Stuart after a romantic tryst is that the end of the comments I don't know I'm looking through the last of them no, there's only a few there okay I'll end with this one Liam Flanagan says oh he looks like a homeless man <laughs> <laughs> Um, so there you go. If you want to listen to, uh, if you want to see more Eli, he's coming up on the Bartons channel more often than not these days, aren't you? I certainly am. 
You've got your little fan hook. You need to watch your back, boy. I'm, I'm just a producer. I don't need to be. Yeah, but I might fucking oust you there as well. Yeah, really? Yeah. Because then you can't fucking organise a fart in a jacuzzi. I can organise like a fart try. in a jacuzzi. No, you couldn't. Yes, I'll take you through it. Go to jacuzzi. Yeah. Put bum in jacuzzi. <laughs> Farts. Right. Yeah? There, I've yeah. got a little itinerary there. Yeah, it's good. Do not follow through. Note. <laughs> you never follow through on the stuff you fucking How do. How come we just get all nasty immediately? It just gets nasty. Meat trumpets, oh. farting in saunas. Jacuzzis. <laughs> you can fart in, fart in, a, in, a, oh, in a sauna can't be the best thing in the world. No. Oh, all that dense, thick air. Yeah. You can literally chew on it. You could chew on my grunties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <coughs> I've got a cough. Anyway, you need to inhale some in, uh, some sublutamol or something. I'm going to do that right now. Okay. But first of all, I just wanted to say that, um, yeah, uh, Boshans every Friday on YouTube, uh, weird tatting games and challenges and food games and all kinds of stuff. And Eli's on it and I produce it. So, you know, enjoy that. <laughs> At Boshans. Ladies and gentlemen, put down your pencils, take off your glasses, relax the belt on your trousers, and prepare to receive another instalment of The Price of Shite. It's The Price of Shite, everybody. Have um, you got a new jingle for it this time? Have you got a well, new Well, you one? know what I thought on the jingle? Paul? Yeah. I thought, you know, like McDonald's is just like... And then you know. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, we need something like that. Like a mini one of their... They're called something in the biz. Sting. They're called a sting, are they? Something like that, I think, yeah. It's like a mini thing. So, yeah. I've condensed the jingle into this. Oh, it's a fucking price of shite. And that's right! Okay? <laughs> that's it. No? Uh, I see what you're getting at, but it does need a kind of... And that's right. Yeah. And that's right. That's good. Yeah? Well, let's, we'll go with that, yeah? So now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the price of shite. And that's right. Okay, good. Yeah. Item number one. Oh. And you get extra points for identifying the use of this object. It is yeah. mini owl bowl container. I'm sorry. Thing. Make that into a <laughs> sentence and try again. It's a what? It's a ceramic owl mini thimble size, slightly larger than thimble ceramic container. Is that what it was on the sticker? Is that what they wrote on the sticker they when didn't you bought it? anything on the sticker, just the price, which you need to guess. Oh. But, um, yeah, it's an owl ceramic. It's a small ceramic sh- owl-shaped container, pot. but it is very small, isn't it? It's very small. Let's have, have a look, look at, at that. Yeah, is it ceramic? Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, it's ceramic. It's a little owl. It's, it's I mean, it's nice. I like it. It's quite it. nice, isn't it? It's quite a nice uh, finish on it. They've it's, glazed it. Yeah, it's obviously because it's a brown glaze, and it's got eyes. It's got the the owl's eyes on there. Definitely think, an owl. Do you think this has been glazed in a uh, in in a, in a furnace like properly? It's been yes. It's been a kiln glazed. It's quite thin, isn't it? It's quite delicate. Yes. But the size, it's not a shot glass, is it? It's too small. Oh to no, be a it's shot way glass. too much to be a shot glass. But it has a very very. It's 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 not a thimble either, is no, it? No, it could no. It's too flat. It needs. It's, it's it got, got a flat dimples. bottom. It can't be a thimble. No, it has no use. It really it's purely does. purely ornamental. Ceramic container. You know, I always accuse you of buying stuff for the price of shite that you want. Which is, you know, fair enough. It's not. It's indefensible in the same way as Brexit. But um... Oh, let's get topical (laughs) with a podcast that will be nothing years from now. They'll know. Yes, but I do actually quite like this because this is uh, just the right size to go on my shelves of tat. I don't know what it's for. I I would argue... (sighs) 
It's weird because if if it was going to be a lid to something, it would go upside down. Therefore, the owl design would be ridiculous. You know, uh, yeah, it could it be could a lid be to like something. a bottle stopper or something. But no, it. Do you it, actually know what the answer is to this? I do not know. Oh, oh no, no I one know. know. I didn't. No one told me. It was just there in the paper in, clips. Put little paper clips. In. It is just a very small container. It is just it's a, a very, very small, small container. Owl themed container. It's a small owl. It's all, it's all it is. That's all it is. It's a small owl container. Stop trying to delay the point where you have to tell me. What's the price of this shite? What's the price of this shite now, Paul? Right. I really want to know. I'm going to guess that that wasn't all that much. Well, it is cheap show. I mean, obviously, you know. but even within cheap show's parameters, I'm going to say that is 35p. 35p. That's your first guess. Yeah, I'm going to write that down. 35p owl. Okay. 35p owl. That's our first item. The 35p owl. owl. And of course, you can't see. Can you put a pencil in it? I mean, you could, but it would overtip it. Looks like it looks like it's going to overtip it. If, Two you put pens more than in one, that. if you put more than one pencil Look, in it, it's, it's just, coming straight it's, over. Yeah. It really is a completely useless piece of shite. Yeah. That's the way we like it. That's the way we only want it on this show. Okay. Well, having said that, here is an item with no use, and we go to a very pragmatic... Very usable. Very usable item. Dependable. This is Galley Brand Waiter's Friend. Right. Oh, it's a... It's a bottle opener. It's a bottle opener. Why did you say fucking bottle opener? Well, it's because it's branded Waiter's Friend. Oh. It's not just a bottle opener, Paul. Yeah. This is... A not, Waiter's Friend. It's a Waiter's Friend. But doesn't that sound like a euphemism for something? You know? Have you heard about Gary? Yeah, he's a... Let me, let me just put it this way. He's a, he's a Waiter's Friend. <laughs> oh, all oh, right, yeah. yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. No, no, no. Don't no, mention it to him. I think he's yeah. sensitive about no, it, but, yeah. you know, that's what I've heard anyway. <laughs> yes, anyway, so if anyone's got a good uh, good euphemism for what a Waiter's Friend would be, yeah. please let us know. But um, it is just a... Uh, uh, I'm taking this off now. Look, the good thing about this is they've re- upcycled it. Yeah. They've got a... Uh, Little twizzers. A little bag tie, and they've yeah. reattached it to the original card, the oh. galley card, which will affect the price. You think it's going to affect the price? Well, you know, if you're buying Star Wars figures, if they're fresh on card, yeah. new as on card, it but, does affect the price, doesn't it? But there are a lot of um, creases and folds to that card. It's a bit battered. Yes, but it is the original piece, isn't it? it? That is true. And for a that collector, true. Paul, that's very important. All yeah. right, I get it. You know, if you were collecting, you'd like to know that this is a galley brand, it's a waiter's friend... It's a lovely item. So, the waiter's friend there, and of course, the waiter's... Let me just get it. I can't get it, I can't get it out of the card. You don't damage the box, it'll ruin the price. <laughs> it's all right, oh. I bought it now. So, of course, you've got the corkscrew. Yeah. You've got the bottle opener. Yeah. And also a little... Blade. blade. Now, the blade is for cutting the... Uh, the plastic. throat of the customer yeah. when oh. he insults your religion. Yeah. Oh, is that what that's for? I didn't know waiters... Stab I... in the eye... Yeah, yeah, and a stabbing tool when you just can't take any more of their shit. Of their, their, they're talking down to you. Excuse me, you know the uh, ham and pea thorpe? Uh Can I have it without the ham, please? Where's my waiter's friend? I'm going to stab his eyes out. <laughs> Fucking ask him to pee it and soup again. Ask him. Ask again. Is the rose <laughs> right? Yeah. So a little blade there. Okay. So it's got three tools in one. Yeah. It's not just a corkscrew. It's no, a waiter's it's friend. So, and it's galley brand. Yeah. There's no date on it, but why do you think it's got a sell bite? Well, you just like to know the vintage of these. Oh, I see. These I understand. Items, you know. Don't you? Yeah. Uh, dishwasher safe. So, Again, might affect the price. Okay. Yeah, good. Dishwasher safe. I wouldn't put it in a microwave. Yeah. 
but you, why would you? Um, unless you were cooking something very small on the end of the corkscrew. Perhaps a tiny cocktail sausage. He still wouldn't use the microwave for that job, though it's a bit overkill. So, don't put it in the microwave. And um, a little background on the company. Yeah, please do. We've got on the back of the card, mm. this new as-on card. Yeah. Galley Homewares Limited, London, NW9. So, London boys. Yeah? So that's like Walthamstow Buy British, yeah? Yeah. Buy your waiters' friends, British made, Galley Homewares, right. London... NW9, yeah. No, not Walthamstow, more like Wembley Way. Oh, yeah, I'm getting confused with the direction. Yeah, out you're there, right. out those ways. So yeah. uh, I'm going to need a price for that. Oh, well, I'm going to have to go and guess and say it's a nice piece of kit. It's a, a On rib- the card, remember? Yeah, it's on, on the, the card. card. <laughs> yeah, I'm very aware of that now. Thank you. Um, I'm going to say that is straight up one pound. Okay, and now let's have our third and final piece of shite, ladies and gentlemen. Excellent. Now, for this price of shine, yeah. I, it was unpriced in the shop. Raise unpriced? My Voice. Yes, I bought these all from Raise My Voice Foundation, uh-huh. which meant that the lady who was uh, in the store had to sort of make the price up on the spot. Oh. So bear in mind... She gave it a look and went, that's about... Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is... See, this also is... I've got a bit of a mystery purpose. Oh. So I'm just going to hand it over to you, Paul. Yeah. We'll do this a bit differently. I'm going to okay. hand it over to you, and you just describe... Say what you see. Yeah? Okay. It's a small penis with uh, warts along the ridge of it. No, 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 no. That's the wrong thing. This thing. Oh, okay. Sorry. Leather. It's a tiny little leather leather square. Uh, On the bottom, it's flat. On the top, it's segmented into four triangles with a gold, I I imagine, leaf kind of pressing pattern. It is. When you pull it, it unfolds out like one of those things at school. You know, the whole things used to go... Uh, Who will you marry? Yeah. Say one or two or three or four. You are a shit. Yeah, that's the one. Do you remember those? Yeah, what I do. were they called? I can't remember. Decision makers you or something. You fancy crutches blue, red, green, or yellow? G- green. You are a poo head. <laughs> so it is a bit like one of those. Yeah, and then you pull it, and it all folds out. As you pull the top out, it folds out into a little boxoid shape. Yes. And then what do you do with that? Well, do you know what I think it is? Actually, in genuine, I genuinely think it is. I think it's a purse. Yeah, that's right. I think you put change in it. Yeah, coin purse. Coin purse. Put a change in, and then it goes plip. And it folds back, and there's a little... Shall we try? Yeah. I'm going to get a coin out. Let's try this. Ladies and gentlemen, you won't believe this, but Eli has money in his pocket. <laughs> That's big news. <laughs> That's the biggest news story you're going to hear in this section. Here's 2p. All right. Okay. He said... Right. Oh. See if this works as a coin purse. So you've opened it out. I've opened it out. I've got two coins here, two pennies, two British one-penny pieces. For how long? I'm just going to put them in. Right. It's in there. Look at that. It works perfect. And the money won't fall out. If it's in your pocket. That's good, that, isn't it? Yeah. So that is quite practical. Okay, so we want uh, the coin purse. See, that's a nice little bit of objet d'art. You like that, yeah? Uh, that, that is a really nice That's your favourite piece today, you'd um, say? Yeah, I would argue that it would be. Yeah. De- your decorative coin purse there? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say two quid. Okay, so let's go back from the start, see how you did, Paul. All yeah? right, let's go. Now, I've had an idea as well. Yeah. We're going to need to keep a score. Okay. Because... When you get the shite next time, I'll try and beat your score. Okay. So, we'll just add up all of the difference into one amount. The problem is, what if I pay, pay for more expensive stuff than you in one week? The difference will be greater if you're wrong. So it, doesn't, it, won't, no. it won't be fair. No, no, no. 
This is why we can't do rules on this fucking show. <laughs> Every time we come up with rules, it's like, no, that won't work. It will That's work. It. it won't. It's a start. All right. Okay. So right. you're going to record the difference now. So it has to be point system like two pound if you two point if you spot on, one point if you're within fifty p, zero if you get it completely out of that. Okay. And that way, at least there's points for being close. All or right. Whatever. All right. Yes, you've invented another layer of rules there. Is that all right though? Are these okay. acceptable to uh, fucking? I will go with those. King Eli Taskmaster. Yes. Taskmaster right. agrees. Right, good. Okay, so our first item... I bet you've agreed because, you know, I'm completely out, so therefore I'm not going to get any points. Well, no, you haven't done too badly this week. Oh, all right, cool. Yeah. So, the mystery owl goblet. Yeah. It's probably some kind of occult item with a uh, with a great deal of magic and... Uh, Maybe. It might conjure demons. It probably does conjure the owl demon. Demon. Known as... Blart. <laughs> Paul oh. Blart, Molkov. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that funny? That's not no, funny. it's not funny at all. I know, it made me laugh. Just a bunch of stupid fucking words. Yeah. So. The owl. The owl goblet. Yeah. You said. I said. 35p. One pound. What? Way out. Really was. It's ceramic, mate. Yeah, but it's tiny. You can't charge 35p. Nothing costs 35p. I thought that might have. Nothing. That spoon, actually. That no, was that was right. 50p, that spoon. Still, though, 50p. That was made of purest nickel from port, port, or something. Port. port sunlight. I don't know what it was. So, the owl was a quid. No points there for me. But I do gain an owl. Now, moving on to... Isn't that always the way it should go? No matter what happens, at least you can walk away plus one owl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm an owl up. So, yeah. let's move on to our... See, now I, I doubt that I'm, I've got the rest of the prices right, because if that was well, a pound, then yeah. that can't be a pound. You've said what you've said. I know. What did you say for the galley? I said a quid for Waiter's that. friend. It I was one pound fifty. Flat quid on one fifty. Point. You get a point. All right. Waiter's friend, one point. All right. So I've got one point. And out of a possible four so far. Now your favourite item. Yes, the uh, coin leather purse, square coin which purse, which I can remind you, the lady just came up with the price out of plucked it out of thin, thin air. air, just plopped it. And yeah. you said two pounds. Our survey said it wasn't a survey, but no. <laughs> I just feel like saying that. Two pounds. Oh, I'm you're, on. You're dead on there. Oh. It's very well done. It was your favourite item, and you also, uh, you did right by it, by getting I, the price I'm very happy right. with that. Very, very happy. It's a happy. good result for you there, Paul. So, very good out result. of a possible six points, I've got three. Uh, good, yeah. Four. No. Three. Three overall. I yeah. was counting up wrong, but yeah, three yeah. overall. <laughs> well done. All right, good. And that's the fucking price, price of shine. And that's right. Thank you. And that's right. I can't remember how the tune goes. I'll edit it in. <laughs> <laughs> Those who listened to our live show last uh, the last episode, we went to MCM and Vidfest. Vid Vidfest. I can't say it again. Vidfest. Let me start again. I'll say it. Anything you want me to say, I can say. You just pause and I'll say Vidfest, yeah? All right. Vidfest. So, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> so. Vidfest. <laughs> now I know how it feels. Dick. Oh, the pain. Right, come on. Right, okay, so those who listened to the last episode of Cheap Show that we did live at MCM and... Vidfest. Thank you. Um, we'll know that one of the things I got for the price of shite was this. A uh, best of the 80s looking annual. So it's basically a reprint of a, reprint. a bunch of crap that came in the 80s. It's a nostalgia Trip. It's a nostalgia trip. Yeah, yeah, and it's a big annual full of things that were popular in the eighties that was covered by the magazine. Look in. Now, actually, when do you think Look In finished publishing? I can actually tell you. We've got all this news and stuff here. If you want to know a bit more about it, I'd like to know I've... if it survived the eighties. I think it probably did go into the early nineties. Spoilers. It? it did. Right, but not far deep into it. So it, basically, um, I remember growing up with Look In magazine. 
in do, the eighties. Yeah. I do vividly. It was the magazine I'd always get uh, at the newsagents. How does the newsagents put a copy on the the tape you know, and get it and pick it up? Was once it like a, week. a cobbled street you walked down? No, there's the smell of freshly baked bread. No, it was like an estate with like youngins cutting up children. Right. Cutting and up so old like, ladies. explain looking because I was like much more metropolitan than you. Oh, and, uh, you I was a little I had, provincial. Spider Man comics and oh. things like that. Um, looking Magazine basically is a children's magazine based on ITV programming in the United right, Kingdom. So it had the, it had um, it's like a Junior TV Times. So it, it had, had some it had listings. the TV Times in it. It had the had listings a, yeah. just for the children's section of the programming of that day. So the CITV stuff just on that day. Yeah, no, that week, that week's programming, yeah. but just for CITV, just for that channel. You know, the, the couple of hours of a day that ITV gave to kids' shows, right? Usually between, like, 3 and 5 in the afternoon. This, yes. The magazine ran from January 9th, 1971, so well before my time, and it lasted until the 12th of March, 1994. Okay. So, it's quite know, a long run. Quite a long run. Um, 71, wow. Yeah. And I had loads of these magazines, because I would obviously get them every week. And when I moved to Southampton, my mum went, here's a bunch of shit, get out of our attic. Yeah. And in one of those boxes was this stash of looking magazines that I've got in front of us right now. It's a real treasure trove. I've got, I had way more of these than I thought, and I think I've still got tons of these back home. So I just thought we'd go through looking magazine and have a little look in some of the things. All right. um, I'll give a bit of background more to people listening from outside the UK who might not have either been alive when the magazine was out because I, I can imagine if some people listening to this were quite young and don't know what looking magazine is or or what a magazine is or what paper is they just don't know Ugh. it's all digital on my ipads and our tablets and Lots. stuff and our, on our surfaces um Here's what Wikipedia has to say about the format of Lookin magazine. Lookin had interviews, crosswords, competitions, and it had pictures and pinups of TV stars and pop idols of the time. It also featured quite a lot of comic strips based on kids' TV shows, all of which being shown on the ITV network at the time. When the magazine began publication, it was edited by a guy called Alan Fennell, no relation to the herb, and was uh, some strips were written by Angus Allen. Uh, lots of people changed hands. The covers, interestingly, in the 70s, were paintings by a guy called Arnaldo Puzzo. Right, right, and they were like, oh, I love that. And here's that. the thing. He was an Italian working in London who created cinema posts in the 1960s, including designs for the carry-on films. And so his art uh, for the very early 70s, like if you look at the beginning of this of this magazine, you can see um, how a lot of the get people are drawn on the front. Yeah, I love that. That's all by uh That's all gone. Puzzo. That's a- isn't it? It's yeah, that great. Art, it's just all gone, that whole approach to magazines. So, yeah. Where they'd actually do a hand-drawn interpretation of a celebrity or, yeah. or TV character. Anything from, you know, Tom Baker beautiful. to Wurzel Gummidge yeah. to Adamant to Madness. It says here on Looking, Looking Magazine cover, it says, Madness make a film with big set report. Did Madness ever make a movie or a film of any kind? They were very big, Madness. They were, they? but I don't remember them making a movie. I need to look this up. They made videos, didn't they, when they were all sort of all up each other's asses walking along. Now, you're confusing that with uh, the film Society. No. You know, they're all walking along. Hang on. Apparently, there is a movie. What's it called? Take It or Leave It. Oh. Made in 1981. Oh. Budget was £400,000. Music compiled by Madness. From humble beginnings as a British pub band, the group Madness become an international pop sensation. I... Oh, so it's the story of them becoming a pop sensation it's like the madness story starring madness yeah i'd never heard of this before until we must today. view this the film traces the band's history from pub gigs to hit makers and we the first time fans can actually buy the accompanying soundtrack this is from the guardian article in 2013 
Directed by Dave Robinson, the owner of Madness's original label, Take It or Leave It coincided with the release of the band's third album, Seven, and incorporated songs from their what, earlier what? two their records. What, third album was called Seven? Yeah. That's stupid, isn't it? 1981. It's a mixture of documentary and drama following the ska pop band as they gamble around Camden, tracing their history from pub band to hit makers and their first overseas tour. It contains the songs such as Baggy Trousers, The Prince, and Live Cuts B-Sides, and one song, Sunshine Voice, which has never appeared on record. Oh. I never knew that existed. You never knew Until that. right now. Thanks, Looking Magazine. Oh. Now I know. So, uh, anyway, so, yeah, there's the artwork that was done. Um, uh, it covered... Okay, so here's the great thing. It was primarily a TV magazine. Also featured articles on sport, some written by Brian Moore. Football, I think. Yes. DJ Ed Stewart was a regular face in Looking Magazine. He was the one who was called Stewpot. Stewpot, yeah. Stewpot, yeah. Has he, he been... His... No, hang on. Has he been... What? You trade. Shall we look before we go any further? Yeah, let's not. Because isn't it sad we live in a time now where it's like we can't even make fun of a DJ from the seventies because he might on the be off a monster. Chance, yeah, he had full cockage in a five-year-old. Oh, full cockage! <laughs> no, I think Steve apparently right. it doesn't say anything outwardly that he fucked kids. I can confirm though he did die at the age of seventy-four in oh. two thousand sixteen of this year. Yes, I, I did. I actually remember hearing about that in Bournemouth okay well let's just have a moment and just say uh, just out of interest uh, in February this year there was an hour long tribute presented by Annika Rice so and he used to be in Lucan a lot yeah he used Stew to run Pot. he ran a, uh, a page on that magazine called Stew Pot News Desk which ran until 1980 right there was cartoon strips in there as well what Lucan would do was they'd do cartoon strips of like pop groups and like TV shows and, and TV cartoons. Shows. Some I of can you... see here. There's the five star. Five star. Rain or shine, it's you and me. They were huge. I didn't know they were British until much later. Systematic. Doom 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 Never can get enough. Oh oh, system. <laughs> oh, we're down nostalgia lane. Oh, we just a little bit. Um, so they had in the it's a bit racy. It's five star at the swimming pool in this one. What? Oh, <laughs> oh dear! Oh. Didn't they all take tons oh, of cocaine in the end and like split uh, up? He's dreaming of a fish. Is that the punchline to that whole strip? <laughs> Basically, yeah. Wow, there was a load of uh, uh, he's drinking like a fish. He's drinking tea. Uh, anyway, over the course of its like what twenty five thirty year history. The picture strips, the comic bits we're reading now, covered TV and music. Some of the cartoons made sense that they had in there. Like, for instance, uh, they had Cat Weasel, um, Bionic Woman. They had uh, Logan's Run, a Dick Turpin, Knight Rider. Logan's Run, was that a TV show as yeah. well as a movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird, isn't it? Chips, Wurzel Gummidge, Battlestar Galactica. I was into Chips. Fall chips Guy. and Wurzel Gummidge, they were my two favourites. Really? That's yeah. an odd selection, isn't it? The California Highway Police... And a, and, a, and a scary, and a scary living scarecrow. A guy who can change his heads. A creepy... Blah, 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 and Sally. Yeah. I don't know. It, was cre- <laughs> it always used to creep me out, that. You didn't like it? That was the theme, wasn't it? What, if I only had a brain song? From No, 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 no. Let me look for it now. I'll play it. It Wurzel Gummidge. But he released it as a single I seem to remember. Wurzel's song. I'll play a little bit of it now, actually. Hang about, my dears. Won't keep you but a minute. I'm putting my singing net on, you see. I can't sing without my singing net on, can I? That's <laughs> it. Off we go. Till Mother Nature ends, I'll be Wurzel to my friends. And just like John and Sue, you must speak my language too. 
Naughty Yakety, if you please, you must speak in Wurzelese. You put a whir after W and a whir after O. You put a whir after R and it's away we go. Put a whir after Z and put a whir after E. A whir after L, a Zell after whir and you're left with me. Horrible. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. Not very memorable. No. It doesn't stick out. But I used to like that show. Uh, yeah, that's fair enough. I used to like that show. Um, but also, they had comic strips based on, weirdly, On the Buses. <laughs> <laughs> on the Buses is one of the most weirdly, awkwardly sexualized sitcoms about dirty old men who are on the buses. Yeah. Channel Little Folly Girls. Yeah. <laughs> Do- Dolly Girls. Dolly, no. fo- Dolly Girls. Yeah. <laughs> Hot Doctor at Large was another one. Hot Doctor at Large. Not the Hot Doctor at Large. <laughs> that's a different show altogether. Yeah. Uh, please, sir. Remember that? That was an extremely racist one, yeah? No, that was uh, Mind Your Language. Right, yeah. It was like a guy teaching English to a bunch of, I do not understand, I do English. Let's all get racist now. Oi, Kung Fu, Man About the House, the Benny Hill page. There was a Benny Hill comic strip. There was a Benny... slapping the little bald man? I can find out for you now. It just says the Benny Hill show. I just don't want to read about Benny Hill right now. Is that all right? <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, but also, uh, there was a lot of music bands that were turned into comic book strips. So, Five Star, as we've touched on there, uh, Madness, Beatles, Elvis Presley, Bross, Kylie and Jason, and Miscellaneous, the Smurfs. There's also a thing they had that when they were young, which was like the life story of certain celebrities, right? And what I love about this is in the looking annual that I've got here, the best of, yes. it has the story so far of the Crankies. Now, People in the UK might know what the Crankies were, a double act of a guy and his naughty, naughty, naughty Scottish little naughty boy. Who was? The guy's wife from the real guy's life. The guy's actual wife. Jeanette yes. Cranky. Jeanette Cranky. They're still going. They're still going. If you want to do any research on the Crankies, and especially their social life, I highly recommend it. Simply down to the fact that it's creepy as fuck. And they swing their little tushies off. Oh, God, they do it. They, yeah, were, they were heavy s- swinging. Supposedly, there's one of the stories is, after, a, after some panto, uh, Jeanette Cranky, who we need to point out, Jeanette Cranky is a very, very, very small woman. Yes. Not, she's not like, you know, what people would call a dwarf or whatever. She's just but she's a, a very, small very woman. small, yes. Uh, married to a guy who's, you know, very, no, very normal, tall. Well, normal height. Yeah, regular standard, height. Standard yeah. man. Yeah, average, standard Scottish height. And, you know, that in itself, thinking about them on stage and that double act and then going backstage and, you know, noshing him off <laughs> after a good gig. <laughs> Come on. They must have at some point fucked while she was wearing that schoolboy uniform. I would have thought so, it, yeah. It's, oh, the, oh, oh, it's probably a prerequisite for him getting wood. Back backstage, yeah, at the... God. Here, put, can, put the fucking costume on. I can't get it up. Um, Pretend you're a child. Oh, God. Anyway, the point uh, being is why, apparently... Why? After one episode, after one... Then this is why we can't share this show with Barshin's audience. After one night at some gig, apparently Bobby Davro, light entertainment impressionist, once sent a note to Jimmy Cranky. Not Jeanette Cranky, sorry, saying, Why don't I ever get invited to your orgies? And I was just like, Ah, ah, dirty, dirty Davro. Oh, oh, god. Oh, no. <laughs> so you got the crankies in there. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The crankies on Mastermind. Do you want to hear it? There's a little, uh, yeah, let's do this. This is the crankies for those who don't know what they are. This is one of their sketches. So I think it's Jeanette Cranky as little cranky, Jimmy Cranky on Mastermind. 
Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Mastermind. Excuse me, out the way a minute. I'm not quite the... Oh, there we are on the chair. I've started, so I'll finish. Oh, of course you will. Of course you will. That's your job. Notice there's no laughing in this sketch so far. Of Mastermind. You know, you're shining a wee bit. You don't want to shine on the telly, do we? Don't bother me. Just you carry on, Mingus. <laughs> well, here we are in the gothic splendours of Bessie Boot Bicycle Shed. And may our next contender please take the chair. This is awkward to watch, let alone listen to. What are you doing? So take the chair. Don't put that down, you stupid boy. Behave yourself. Your name, please. Auntie Maud. How do you do that? Not your name, Auntie. My name. James Cranky Esquire. And your chosen specialised subjects? Limericks between 1876 and 1948, general knowledge between 1924 and 1946, and Ghostbusters between 1999 and £25.50. <laughs> Mr Cranky, you have one minute to answer questions on that wide variety of subjects starting... Now, where are the Andes? At the end of Maristis. Correct. What would you expect to Fuck find it ancient Greece? Oh. Ancient chips? Oh. Correct. Complete the following limerick. There was a young girl from Capri who did nothing all day but drink tea. Cup after cup after cup did she sup. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? She did nothing but fucking wee. Wee. She slashed. Let's find out. Till she was dying to. Jimmy. No, you can't say that. It's too rude to say we. It's too rude to say the word we we. It's a natural process. It's this kind of thing that makes it shameful. On, let's, yeah, let's don't see make this it... through. Let's see this through. What kind of flowers do frogs like? Eight crocus. Correct. Now, if you had five pounds in one pocket, and ten pounds in the other pocket, and three pounds in the back pocket, what would you have? What do you think the punchline is? Shat myself. <laughs> Can I have a guess? <laughs> yeah. I've got someone else's trousers on. Right. Something like that. Yeah. All right, here we go. Oh, yeah. Somebody else's trousers on. Yeah. <laughs> I promise you, word I have not word. watched this clip. Word for word. I promise you, I've not watched this clip until right now as well. All right, here we go. Complete the following limerick. A man who was watching the telly developed an itch down his welly. It went up his arms, his legs, feet and palms. Yeah. And his cock was not half smelly. Because <laughs> he had some kind of bacterial infection. <laughs> Ow! I can't laugh because it hurts my back. Oh, God. Oh, let's see what the answer was. Smelly. Something smelly. And he ended up scratching his... <laughs> Willy. Willy doesn't even sound like welly. Belly. Telly. Felly. Belly. But belly is not... Isn't a rude word. So why did they cut it out? God. Maybe because she was meant to say fat cock end. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Hang on, let's see this up to the end. Oh. At the end of that round, Mr James Cranky, you have scored 136 points with no passes. Thank you very much. Marvellous, Jimmy. You were absolutely marvellous. Oh, marvellous. I'd love a go, you know. I'd like to sit in your chair. So uh, fire away, Agnes. Now, uh, you may be listening to that and think, what the fuck? It's not exactly up there with the two Ronnie's mastermind uh, sketch, is it? It looks like it's filmed on a stage, like with an audience that potentially should be watching it. But you, did you hear any laughter? There was no in that laughter. Sketch? No not laughter. even dubbed? I don't know where it comes from. However, what I will say is, because our opinion you know, will vary, uh, underneath that in the video comments section on YouTube, it does say, Miranda Hall, we need more shows like this. It was great. I still laugh at it with my mates. Wow. Um, for balance, a Brittany Roman of Hollander has simply written fucking pathetic <laughs> underneath it. And then someone replied to that by saying, that's hard. It was a kid's show. 
Yeah, come on, Brittany. Come I on. remember watching this when I was a kid and found it funny as fuck. I always found it deeply, deeply unsatisfying as a kid. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They come on, you think, oh no. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, no, it's, I don't like this. I don't like it. I don't I, like I, this, it. this makes me feel dirty. Yeah. So uh, that was <laughs> no, not dirty. Just didn't like it. So Lucky Magazine, <laughs> tons of stuff like that. You found what did you? What have you found in your Lucky Magazine? What makes me laugh, right? Yeah. What makes me laugh is you've got the letters page. Oh, yeah, the letters page. So like Radio Times or, you know, TV Times, readers could have a right to reply and, you know, get in touch and say, this is, we, this is our opinion on TV. So Looking Magazine had a section yeah, where kids could write in and voice their concerns or, you know, extol the virtues of a show that they like. Well, Some of these kids are like got really opinionated as well. Oh, go on. Written by their mothers and fathers, probably. Yeah. Well. This, apparently this woman, this little girl is 10. Right. And this is her letter. I've noticed that the BBC's Wogan is getting incredibly boring. What is a 10-year-old <laughs> watching Wogan you know what I mean? for? You're 10. Of course it's boring. <laughs> it's just a bunch of beige things happening. They always have people who've just written a book or something. Why can't they have more well-known people? When Bruce Forsyth covered for Terry Wogan, <laughs> I thought it was much better. Oh. It's so 80s, isn't it? It really is. Okay, it's... <laughs> <laughs> what really gets me is that all these letters. Yeah. <laughs> this so gets me. The first letter, it says Sophie Howard Jones, and then underneath it's got, please send us your full address, Sophie. <laughs> and then you've got... Oh, Alison editor June. fancies you. <laughs> no, it says, please send us your full address. And then you've got Wogan Woe, which is the one I read out. You were so annoyed about Wogan, you forgot to send us your address, Alison. Right? <laughs> and then it's got... <laughs> then it's got here... Let's have your full address, please, Verona. I don't need one of these. I'm getting more angry. Yeah. At the end, like, we told you to send a fucking address, you dicks. <laughs> and that wow. just reminds me, I always, that's all these letter pages in mags like that, always was like, send us, send us your address, yeah? Send, send us your address. So we know exactly who to laugh at. If I got a letter page in this, I'm going to have a look. I bet it has, like, oh, yeah, please, one please send us your address. Okay, so who's pissed off now? Okay. Too Chatty reads this letter by Thomas Cornett in Leith, and he simply says, I used to watch blockbusters all the time, but now I've stopped because Bob Holness chats too much and doesn't get on with the questions. Ooh, get on with the questions, Bob. Oh, dear. Did he send his address? Is there anyone in that whole issue who hasn't sent their address? No, so far they've all sent their address. Well, that's They're not going to print the whole thing. There's at least three people on this copy who didn't send their address. They must have got real tight on it and said, look, we're not going to... There must have been a, an issue where they said, look, this is the ultimatum. Yeah. If you don't send your full address, we're not printing, printing your, your, fucking, your letter. fucking letter, you yeah. little shit. That mag you've got has got a, a pop star called Spagna on the back. Spagna. <laughs> Do you remember her? Yeah, I know what the song is as well. Call Me. Do you remember that? So I, I'll find it for you. This was a big hit, actually, at the time. Do you remember this? I do. Hey. How long? How long? It's five inches. It's the average, you know? <laughs> Not. It's, that is the average. Is it? Five sparrow beaks. <laughs> you don't mention yours in hands. <laughs> no, it's sparrow beaks. That's the international penis length measurement. Yes, yeah, so I remember this. Uh, this is all right, isn't it? Nice bit of 80s dance. It's just that production. That, that, that Stock Aiken and Walkman yeah, kind of thing. Very sto- uh, I think she may have been Stock Aiken and Walkman. Maybe. It's very likely. It's a very, it's a very Stock Aiken and Walkman sort of thing. Call me. Call me. Baby, baby, call me. Yeah. Call me. All right. 
You get the gist of that. So, do you want to know These days, you know what that song would be these days? What? Snapchat me. Snapchat. Facebook me. Facebook comment me. Doesn't have the same ring to it. groovy. It doesn't have the fucking same ring to it, does it? Fucking, yeah. So, funnily enough, yeah, Lucky Magazine has Spaniel on the back cover. You can cut off the back page because it has all the facts about the person and keep it in a scrapbook. Oh, that's good. And they've got the little line for you to cut so you know where to cut. Exactly, exactly. So, you weren't ruining your magazine. Well, you are. You are essentially ruining it, but it's at least it's got a nice straight yeah. line. So she was born in 1957, 16th of December, in Italy. She's a Sagittarius. Her hobbies include painting, playing the piano and sleeping. Her favourite singer, Stevie Wonder. Favourite drink, milk. Because it's a kid's magazine, she couldn't go, White Russian! <laughs> <laughs> Dislikes people who don't like animals, <laughs> likes animals, and would most like to meet... Benny Hill. Are you joking? <laughs> no, Benny Hill. Spania wants to meet, meet Benny, Benny Hill. Hill. Now we'll, that would be that'd be something. We'll never it? know if she got her dream. But yeah, I, just I, I, I've loved going through these magazines and finding out all the weird. Like you've got the TV listings there on that page. What was on TV in that time? Tell us the year. Uh, this is a copy I've got from 20th December 1986. Okay, I was 11. Oh. And uh, what do you want? Channel Four or TVAM or Yorkshire? You, you just you just give me what, a taste of what you want because it's all by region. Because look at this thing. Nowadays we don't really have regions in the UK because it's all like ITV One and Two. But it, in the past it was Anglia, Border, Central. They were all different separate companies, CTV, weren't they? Part of the ITV network. Yeah. Granada, HTV, London Weekend Television. On Yorkshire, yeah. Uh, on Saturday. You've got yeah. number 73, remember that? I do remember number 73. Hey, you get ready, get on your feet, get into gear and hit the street. Then you've got The Making of Santa Claus. The movie with uh, John Lithgow and Dudley Moore. Is that Moore. right? Yeah. That would have been right, that would have came gymnastics. out Gymnastics. Awesome. The A-Team. Great. Beatles About. What a great lineup! <laughs> what a great lineup! <laughs> you of are TV. so nostalgic for the 80s, it's yeah, hard to it, believe. It, you... But not in a, in a kind of, I love it way, just in a kind of, oh, it's so bad, I love it. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, where are we? 1989, February, pick a day. Saturday to Friday, what day do you want? I'd like uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay, on Wednesday, you could watch at 4.20, Dog Tanyon and the Muskerhounds. Row, 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 That one. Uh, Young Charlie Chaplin. Was that a movie? No, it was a TV show, apparently. Home and Away, This Is Your Life, and then Coronation Street. Kill me. Kill, kill me, me now. I can't stand it. Kill me. Saturday, Motormouth was in the mornings, chart show, athletics, woof. I used to like the chart show. Yeah. Was that was that show where they had the videos and they just had little boxes pop yeah, up with pop text? Up. I, I love that show. Yeah, that's all you need. You don't need some fucking DJ. So you don't need <laughs> oh, yeah. Now it's Bugs Fizz with Wanger and... Uh. <laughs> yeah, so Lucky Magazine was Pob, a big part Pob's of my Pob's programme. Pob. Yeah. Da, da, da. Pob is disturbing. Look up Pob, everyone, on the internet. Um, what I will say before we end this section... Oh, look, there's a Walkman on the cover of this. Yeah, look at the back. Look at the oh, four look people. Oh, look at this. Heinz, Bean Street Kids, branded Walkman that you could win. How good would that be? That would be fucking wicked. Do you remember Heinz Bean Street Kids? What were that? Just a cartoon. I think that went with the adverts for it. Oh. I remember, used to get, every now and then on looking, you would get flexi discs. Yes. You know, little vinyl things, but they were made of, you know, plastic or whatever it was. They are flexi discs. Um, I had one, I've still got in, up in an attic up in my house up north, up in, (laughs) uh, (laughs) the Jets Crush on You. Do you remember that? Yeah. You do? Crush on you. Goes like that. No, but that was the... F- I had two flexi-discs in my time, right? One 
was that, and the other was from the Care Bears comic book, which had a song from the movie. Two flexi discs that were all. How did that Care Bears song go? I can't remember. I really don't care as well, but I do remember this. Whatever happened to the Jets? They made this song and then. And that's it. Yeah. It's pretty good, this. Pretty funky. Nice I like that, that bass. bass, yeah. Synthy bass, yeah. Found out I've had a crush on you. I spilt my slash on, on you. you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, just on balance, Lucky Magazine dealt with the, through the ITV networks, which for people outside of the UK were the uh, commercialised channels that were paid for by adverts. The BBC had its own like going live and things like that, but they had their own magazine. Which was not adverts. No, it was called Fast Forward. I do remember that. Fast Forward was the BBC equivalent. I've got a copy of it here. And for some reason, they thought it was great to have Jonathan Morris from Sitcom Bread as their cover star. He was star. huge, wasn't he? He, he was, was like for a, big, a bit. People fancied him. But he, he's got the wettest face of an actor. Yeah, he's, he's, it's like you think of the weakest meekest actor's yeah. face in the world he's and got it a, is he's got a, Jonathan a watery chin I'm gonna be a poet yeah it was gonna, awful that I character. fucking hate God. bread and I Carla hated Lane. bread I Carla hated Lane's bread. dead now I know good no it's not good Paul you can't say that she's a national treasure she's not a national treasure liver birds possibly butterflies okay bread fucking stop it <laughs> yeah do you know how growing up in the northwest yeah and you've got people come up and go Lilo Lil is a tart <laughs> you Billy Boswell uh, uh, we're all on the dole but we're fucking ripping off the state uh, oh fight the- I hate you Carla Lane I hate <laughs> you so much Carla Lane alright god I put I didn't realise there was this well of anger Anyway, so it was pretty much the same format as Looking Magazine. Like right. Grange Hill. You got a Grange Hill comic there. strip there. Uh, on the back, some sports information. Does it have um, letters where they go, if you don't send your fucking full address? <laughs> <laughs> Unlike Looking, our patrons <laughs> pa- always give their address. Sometimes their bank details too. <laughs> the big number ones. That's a page about Bruno Brooks <laughs> really? not hitting Anthea Turner. It's the history of the charts, apparently. Oh. 1952, November 14th, the first ever charts were compiled. Uh, and you know who was the first number one? Go on. M- uh, Monroe. Something Monroe. No, who? it says here it was Al Martino. Oh, yeah, of course. Sorry. I don't know who yeah, that no, is, though. Right. I got it wrong, sorry. Uh, it was Al Martino. In yeah. 1987, the first single was released on CD to be sold. Who was the artist? First CD single? Yeah. Who was the artist, do you think? Give it a clue. He's a boring, tantric, sex twat. Sting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so there you go. There's that. Bread. There's a comic strip about bread. There's a comic strip of bread. Gotta get up. Gotta get out. Grab the wheel by the throat and shout. Fucking buy it. Sell it. The game's getting hard. We're all scouters and we're ripping you off. Making stuff and cutting all that shit. Fucking dolls. Jesus. We're stereotypes and you fucking love it down south. We're the fucking show bread. Bread. Fucking horrible shit show. Bread. You're gonna watch it though. Bread. It's about a fucking horrible family. Fucking bread. All right, you didn't like bread. We really didn't like bread. Oh, there's a Sonia pullout. Oh, she was rough. Sonia, um, uh, Scouse singer. Yes. There's the chart show, Pink Panther, Pea Brain, Gordon the Gopher, Tom and Jerry. Article about dogs and cats on TV shows. Talk about the film Willow. What else is there? The Hello, Hello. 
There's an Aloha Low comic book strip. Wow, they just really a comic book a strip about funny Nazis and Gestapo in uh, in France during the Second World War. Yeah, and then Telly Oh look, it's got a word search there you, that I've that, filled in. You filled it in. I've done a good job there. Anyway, there's Fast Forward magazine. Oh no, there's a letters page. Shall I read the letters page out to end? One or two. Right, let me find out. Oh, look, in our kitchen, we've got a chicken just like the one they used to keep money in, in bread. If so much money goes in, why don't they spend some time repairing Billy's banged-up beetle? Well, Michael Lyons of Solihull, they do it because they're scousers and they're always on the rob, <laughs> apparently. And they keep money in there for things like, I don't know, playing bingo and booze and fags and tabs. <laughs> Carla Lane. I'm really pleased Doctor Who is back again, but only one 30-minute episode a week. Is it not possible to have it on twice a week at least, says Fraser Christie of Fife. The Doctor Who bots have told us, sadly, our decision to not have more programmes on during the week will not change. Doctor Who will be once a week at the moment. We're sorry. Listen, Fraser, do you know how much expensive how expensive it is to make a bloody sci-fi make... serial? You know? Yeah. You, you bloody write it then, if you want it twice a week. You yeah. Self-important, yeah. privileged... And finally, finally, to wrap this up, a letter from Angry Becky. That's what she's put her name down as. Angry Ooh, Becky Liam she, from Doncaster. She must be angry. Here's how angry she is. She writes, Get Sonia off our TV now. Off now. Sonia off now. She's an imposter. She's a twin of Kylie Minogue. I'm a great fan of Kylie. Sonia can't even sing. She can't dance. And all she does on her videos is stuff her mic up her nose and prance around with a trendy man. Give her an early pension and retire now. Ooh. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because um, in terms of longevity, of course, Kylie did win that particular battle, didn't she? Yeah, she really did. And I love Kylie. She is a pop princess. Of uh, our hearts. And I want all my fingers in it. Any funny face that seems to be What? They've got Ghostbusters Crisp. Yeah, I know. Isn't that fucking great? I didn't know there was Ghostbusters Crisp. I don't remember him in the old days. The real Ghostbusters salt and vinegar oh, flavoured potatoes. And, and welcome to our Christmas show. Little and Larger on. As you know, Christmas Eddie Little. is a time for rejoicing and singing. Oh, no, so Eddie Large is coming up from behind him. Shut up. Song. Oh, no, he's hiding a book behind him. A big red book behind Eddie Little. Large is coming up. Oh, he keeps turning around, then he puts it's the book so- away. What you got behind your back? A big fat bum, what have you? Ha <laughs> <laughs> Little and large, you're so funny. Let's listen to more. You thought you were here to cure insomnia by singing, but tonight, Sydney Rasputin Little. <laughs> screen and microscope, this is your life. Oh, they're doing a little and live sketch. Dan, dan, dan. Oh, no. That's my thought too, Eddie. Oh, you no. were born Sid. during the midwife's go slow on the 14th, 15th, and 16th of June. Your mother was very confused when you arrived as she was expecting the gas man. There's a Ghostbusters poster in this one. I took that out. out. Bloody did, didn't it? Yeah. Times were tough then, Sydney. All you lived on was powdered egg and powdered milk. Every time you sneeze, you vanish in a cloud of dust. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's because oh, it. oh, I love Eddie Little and Lodge. I love you the eighties. Oh. during the war, and oh. your mother blamed the syrup of figs. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember your first holiday in that tiny cottage in Ireland when you used to throw handfuls of peat on the fire? No. Good, because peat doesn't either. Oh! Oh God! Oh! I'm <laughs> Because you're the only prediction she ever got wrong. <laughs> Paul, come back to us. Wait, I can't. The royal variety performance yeah. when the queen uh. took you by the throat and you said, "Your mind, I'm trying to sing." He does remember. Oh, oh. his accent. It's his accent. Oh, oh. oh it's so fucking funny. Oh. Anyway, that little and large show. <laughs> right. So is that the end of our? That's uh, the end of the looking podcast. segment. Yeah. Let's go. Right, and that's the end of another episode of Cheap Show. Cheap if show, you want to follow show, us show. online, you can go to thecheapshow.co.uk and there's our website with all the episodes on and facts and blogs and all sorts. And go if there. you want to see the pictures of the price of shite yes. uh, items, perhaps you can shed some light on the owl yes, object. Yes, we would like to know about the owl. Um, also, follow us on Twitter at the Cheap Show Pod. I'm at Paul Gannon Show. And I'm at Eli Snoid, E-L-I-S-N-O-I-D. And also, why not check out Barshens if you listen to it? Go watch Barshens on YouTube, B-A-R-S-H-E-N-S. And yeah, if you like the show, rate, subscribe, and tell the world about it. And perhaps you'd like to date me. And maybe you'd like to, for some reason, lower your standards and date what the internet is calling the <laughs> British Danny DeVito. <laughs> exactly. <Come laughs> yeah. On. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, I've been Paul Gannon. I've been Eli Silverman. Oh, the fun we'll have with syringes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>